I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. We are back with one of our very favorite guests, Commissioner Daisha Lundy, also Dr. Daisha Lundy, also COO Daisha Lundy. And Mitch, we thought was back with us, but it's like he's maybe- I had to to return my embroidery to the other room. I'm I'm still here. Like I can hear you talking shit. So we always do. So it would be the difference. Well, we now, so we have Commissioner Dr. Daisha Lundy on. Um, she made it, guys. She was elected in. And it's been nothing but like easy, no challenges time since she was elected. Yeah, it's been right? a kickback, huh, Daisha? <laughs> it has been a crazy year. I don't, when was the last time we recorded? It was January uh 2020 i think yeah he right. so that was like the first did i make yeah I, january i think so because we were we are bent our, our 40th birthdays were pending right, right i went to shoney's and won my queen crown i yeah. can wear it here for <laughs> yeah did we you were say shoney's 40 you had yes. made Shonies in my life. Yeah, I think we had made you had made the I think prelim, right? Like if it was before our birthday, because it was March 3rd was election day. Yeah. Um so we just hadn't won the whole election yet. We we haven't won the whole election, then we won the whole election in August, which is crazy. That is a year. I know. And I must say, it takes a year to recover, and I still feel like I'm recovering. Well, it was a weird year, so you 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 do all this running, you do all this winning, and then we're on <laughs> shutdown. You know, we're locked down. We also have an incredibly polarizing year with a whole mm-hmm. lot of things. You know, it's not just it's like all the things happened mm-hmm. in twenty. Last year, what happened last year? Just nothing, you know. It's like a cakewalk. It was like you was you was creating footprints, about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was probably you was probably one of the wisest people because you kind of just <laughs> feel you didn't have to do anything but be well, creative. It was um so Daisha, of course, in your very wonderful manner, always saying things like that, right? So you said you know we put some footprints down. You have an yeah. always unique um ability to say things and i think probably the nicest way possible <laughs> yeah oh, most people so don't sweet. understand i've been working footprints. on that about me huh but I, most people don't know that by footprints you're referring to my only fans page that i created last year oh uh, <laughs> okay yeah. i'm not joking. gonna ask questions because i'm nervous official. about that joking <laughs> joking obviously joking well, not that anybody is opposed to an OnlyFans. Now, do people see us and our reactions on this, or it's just strictly podcasts? Is, is a, I'm yeah, supposed well, to share the videos. I haven't been, but I probably will. I just hope this that one they might can be see a little Katrina's bit Katrina's face. Um, we might put rate it, uh, rate it. Oh, it's gonna have a big like, like beware. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to. Get I'll mute myself at some point. Oh God, Mitchell. He's back. What can we say? We wanted everybody wanted him back. This is what happens when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, so the truth is that you got elected at a crazy time. So not only do we have COVID, so you've got people who are against mask wearing in meetings. Um, but obviously we wanted to talk to you about the shootings in East Knoxville, the Austin East shooting, um, and then the reaction of your other commissioners and how you have found yourself in the position of so many people before you of having to, you know, represent all black people when of course you don't represent all black people, but you find yourself, you know, on this government body having to explain the pain of that community to all of these primarily white male commissioners. So can you talk to us a little bit about how <laughs> how that was? <laughs> Man, that is such a loaded. I feel like <laughs> oh gosh. Um man, this year has been a year of growth for me. Because that's one thing I don't know. I think we discussed it on my on our last podcast that I'm very spiritual and I try to um I try to handle things with I always say grace and love. And that has been challenged so much because I just realized over the past year how hurt people are, not just black people, just everybody, and how people manifest that hurt in different ways. And I was this year I challenged myself because usually before I would probably try to hate somebody for being mean, but now I'm trying to get to the point. It's like, okay, don't hate them. Just kind of understand where they are and just work accordingly because everybody needs hope. And and, and everybody needs inspiration, even the meanest person because they're mean for a reason. They was probably mistreated in the past, but so yeah, this has been a, a year of growth for me of how to handle these difficult situations, especially being elected. So uh, go backwards. So I was elected in August, sworn in September 1st. Really not really, you know, once you get in there, you know, it's, it's just a different way. Like, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> and, 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 and then, of course, the, the, the issue with the Board of Health. People did not want to wear a mask. We had people yelling at us and, you know, and just, it, it was just a weird time. And what made me mad, I can, I know I can say pissed off, right? On this podcast. Yes. So, when one lady who actually lives in my district compared wearing masks to slavery. That, yeah, that one gets me every it time. took all of me and Jesus and God and Buddha and whoever else <laughs> who operates in a divine power to not go off on her. And I told her, you can still go to a bank and get some money with a mask. You can still go buy a house with your mask. You can go to the school of your choice with the mask. I like, do not ever email me talking about slavery. Yeah, that was, that was a very- And she needs to email someone else because I'm not the one. And like, out of all, I'm the only black, so we can put that out there. I think it's obvious, Mitch, like it's obvious. But yeah, you're, you're not going to come at me like that. She stopped coming to meetings after that email. 
which I was surprised because I was waiting. Mama said, because every time I, because I know I can get into my, get those words going on my typewriter. And I always want to be held accountable for my actions. So I always said, my mom is the one that tells me the truth about myself. She like, I don't think that's right. So I, I always send the email first to my mom and my line sisters. I, I'm in a sorority, but, uh, so they like, yeah, that's fine. Cause you know, I don't, I didn't want, I what, I didn't cuss her out, but I just had to stay my ground with her. Sure. So, but I was waiting on her to come to me. It's like Commissioner Lundy said this, but she never came back, which was, I was really surprised. I, I think your ability for kindness is sometimes not deserved by some of these people, by the way. I mean, I mean, I appreciate that. I appreciate so much that you make a point to always have perspective and be kind about things and be stern when you need to be. And, and it, it partly really just, it really does aggravate me that, you know, that that would even be said to you. And then that, you know, that person, I mean, maybe they stopped coming and stopped thinking about it because you did show them kindness that actually, maybe it hit, maybe it actually made sense to them at that point. I don't know, but you know. what is this person's name? <laughs> Uh, asking for a friend just want to make sure that we do all we, we, talk, we chat and... offline <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna need a, I, I'm gonna need that crew so I always I don't know if y'all remember that song Nook if you book it was like in the early 2000s when I was in college it was that song that every party people just start you know going crazy you think it's about to fight so I always say I have a Nook if you book spirit but I really need a Nook if you book like posse over here it's like can you go get them because i don't want to fight them <laughs> that may want to fight them and i'm okay with releasing the posse you know no i appreciate that you don't want to curse down. huh and i will be happy to do that for you oh, like well, if you, you if you don't want to curse her out i will like yeah. that's that's i'm good at that yeah. but let's here's so here's one thing I, I i don't think anybody certainly none of the three of us would fault you at all if you had had some very harsh words for her <laughs> but I think it would have been so easy if you hadn't run that email past people and if you hadn't been who you are just intrinsically to say something that she could have taken to the meeting and then you know get it got blown up on our you know local news or god who knows like even national news and becomes this polar like I think you know women but more particularly women of color like have to be so careful in how they express themselves mm -hmm. you know because it can get so like turned up you know mm -hmm. um, and, and, and people get so dismissive yes and so that's where you fast forward to the protesting right well your ability your that whole your resolve it really i think is more impactful the, you know, your approach, it really is. And then yeah. it's, and then nobody can refute it. Right. There's nothing really to argue here. Um, she, you responded, but instead of responding in kind, you responded, you know, sternly, but appropriately. Mm -hmm. And, and that says a lot about so you. long to get, and it gets exhausting. I'm trying to like, cause I do get hard on myself. Cause I, like I said, I do want to walk this journey of you know, being kind and all that stuff and it gets exhausting. And, um, and I'm trying to let that go because stuff like that will just harbor on me. Like, did I respond right? Should I did something different? Or maybe I should just went to her house and, you know, <laughs> went off on her. <laughs> I 
I still have those emotions, but um, just trying to like have that conversation and just let it go and keep on to the next thing. And that's been really hard, but I think I'm getting there now. Well, it's, I mean, it's hard for um, women, year. I think, to do that uh-huh. hard for a woman in your position, a woman of color in a room full of a lot of white men, you know, it's a lot. Like, I don't think people really realize how much work that is for you. Just, yeah. Just yeah. kind of existing in that space. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm also glad you have those people who you can run things past. Like, yeah. that's really, <laughs> that's really uh, <laughs> a valuable and, it, and it's people who don't really care about political stuff like my mom can care like she supports me because I'm her daughter but like my friends from college they don't they don't see me as commissioner Daisha they only see me as Dr. Daisha they like that's our line sister so they not even going to like try to steer me a certain way right they just like okay that that might not be the way you should handle that yeah I'm holding you accountable basically I'm grateful for them very grateful. So yeah, can we talk about the difference between the people who actually did show up to the meeting to talk about anti-maskers? And then, you know, we've, we've talked about, um, we talked about the AE shooting, the Austin shooting on this podcast really briefly, but um, you know, we had anti-maskers show up with almost no consequences to their disturbing meetings. And then the day after the Austin shooting, uh, I think it was the, the next day, um, we had protesters show up and they were treated pretty differently. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So I'm still healing from that situation. So forgive me. Um, so anti-maskers, that was pretty much the fall of 20, uh, 20. So it calmed down around December. Uh, cause I think they finally made the, well, no, it wasn't until later 2021 that we made it advisory, the health board advisory, but anyway, the mask thing kind of lifted people stopped coming to meetings and then here we go with these shootings in East Knoxville with uh we lost five uh Austinese students and and one of the shootings was uh officer and Bob shooting which just really just tore that band-aid like it was just it just went crazy after that with uh, a lot of protesting uh people protesting downtown um People was uncomfortable. Some of my commissioners would say some stuff. And I said, I am so happy my community is protesting. I was just smiling. I said, it's a beautiful thing because I haven't seen us come together like that. But I realized that, you know, people feel threatened by that. <laughs> and for some reason with the, the protest leaders, people already, when I'm trying to figure out, I think they hate the person so much, they judge the whole thing. So since they hate the person who's never killed anybody, you know, now she was, she is a veteran. So I can't say it in that world, but in this world of civilization, she ain't out here killing folks. She ain't out here showing a gun and all of a sudden she's a threat. And then there's a minister who hasn't done this, hasn't had showed a gun and fighting and, and acting up is a threat also comes to a meeting to advocate for their community along with others and they get arrested for disruption. But on the flip side, I, I kept these people up here who was yelling and disrupting, nothing. 
Well, we had the, the, the protesters and you're talking about Constance and Calvin and they mm -hmm. were, they've been arrested twice. And, well, in, from, and between the, between them, we also had some mask stuff and people mm -hmm. protesting masks. So we have arrests for uh, black protesters. We have white, mostly white women, mask protesters. Nobody's arrested. The second time our Calvin and Constance in their group go and, 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 go to protest you've got an entire the entire back wall of county commission is lined with SWAT team yeah so when I found that out so commissioners like it was a text like because they they had a flyer so black coffee justice Constance Calvin the whole crew uh, they put a flyer out shut down the meeting that don't mean start a war and kill people just FYI for those people that you know feel like that was threatening but some of my commissioners felt threatened and they like a well, flyer because huh? I, 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 of the flyer that's what they blame it on the flyer and I like okay let me sit down and really pray about this because I found out about three something I didn't know to the extent I thought like extra security maybe because I think we usually have one PBA officer but not the whole sheriff's office and they lined up I know it was 40 plus that lined up the whole back room. They were officers outside and then there was a SWAT team. And um, that's the time I was pissed. <laughs> and I wanted well, to listen. go back to the OA. From the perspective of a white heterosexual male <laughs> of the age of 38, I think that what we need to understand is that the second amendment right is what gives all the other amendments the ability to exist in, and i just want to acknowledge that's bullshit and the fact that like these are the, the same people that are calling the security in over a flyer and peaceful protests are the ones going we don't need carry permits we should just be able to carry guns as long as we're white yeah correct that's right. And nobody thought, you know, so they're so worried about this, you know, the black protesters and no one cared that Daisha would be sitting there as a black woman from this community with a whole bunch of officers with guns. And let's right. Be, yeah. I'm like, you didn't know the anxiety that put me in, you know, right. but you know, yeah. you don't care about me you care, but you know, I tell them even in our text message, cause we, you know, of course, sunshine does not allow us to communicate, but during that time, Everybody's like, well, just FYI, we got uh, extra security, so everybody feels safe. And I said, we don't need security. Like, why? Like, I'm trying to figure out why. So, again, I got to call my mom because I'm like, I'm going to lose it. And I need help. I'm just doing it. I called a former state representative, Rick Staples. I said, Rick, I need help. I'm going to lose it. So, I don't even know what even happened as far as the business of the county because I was looking at this room and all it kept coming in my mind is bloody bloody sunday i like what if somebody would have just raised their hand wrong right yeah and fires we all would have been dead like i don't even think they understand that i watched you speak uh, at that meeting and i was both extremely proud and extremely hurt to have to watch you do that um, but I was really proud of you to do that. And I, you know, um, it was necessary. 
now saying all of that, you have said though, and so I don't want this to be a complete bash fest. You've said you have a good relationship with most of your commission, your your co commissioners. And, and I do because I I go to, and maybe a good relationship is, I think it's a, a relationship of respect for each one of them. Yeah. Because I said no one. I promise God. I said no one's going to drive me to hate them. And that says a hell of a lot more it's about you than anything. Too much to hate people. It's, it's too much energy. No matter what they do, they are not going to drive me to hate them. And I like, you know, some of them are clueless. Some sure. of them know better and they're going to act clueless. But yeah, that, that's why I said I, I do respect all my commissioners. Well, you're, Can, you're a goddess. I, I just have a question. And again, from the perspective of a white heterosexual male of the age of 38, this. what if we all just like just did what we were asked to do and followed the laws and didn't speak up like and just fell in line and conformed like wouldn't that be so much easier for everybody if we just said you know what okay whatever you guys want it would work if a certain population would do that <laughs> well, I expect to start coming to our meetings and <laughs> I mean, look, just everybody like, hey, can we all just conform? We're, we are all at a 10 and need to be at a two, a nice therapeutic two. I mean, well, but, I say, you know. when all of this is going on, what I kept thinking was, oh my God, Daisha, like she just, like, she basically just got an office and she's the only person of color on this damn commission. And I was like, what a position to be in. But then hey, easy I thought, on the language, like, please. Sorry. <laughs> but then I thought, God, you're just the right exact yeah. person. You're, like, there's just nobody. I can't think of another person who would approach it the way that you do. And and I'm sure, like, you're just the person that was needed in the, yep. in the moment, you know? 100%, I agree. Well, I still think I still wonder if I am, <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate those. That words. makes you the right person. The fact it, that you're constantly trying to learn and be better is exactly what that role needs to have in it. And and enough of you think your white male counterparts think that they are. I, know they, I don't think they're worrying at home about whether or not they're the right one. No, I don't need to be stressing, right? That's what not I'm, at all. And and I'm so, trying. I'm trying to do better. Just let stuff go. So we we. So the murders, like, and, and I could have been, you know, people get angry in the community. It's like, you know, they, they want us to be like political leaders, like they looking at us and I, I could never find the words for it. I just don't find the words to comfort. I think I made a post, but I could just never, cause it's like, why is this happening? Yeah. And I do see on the flip side of things, um, we are, we have come a hopeless people. And when you lose that hope, you start hurting and then people just start attacking each other. So then I get the questions from outside the community. Why is your community so divisive? So it's just like, and I, I mean, it, it, it's not a, it's not an insult because I see it. Well, you know, but that's so like, that's, when you think about that, that's a really stupid thing to say because all white mm -hmm. people don't mm -hmm. 
do and act the same way. So why would we assume? Right. And why is that a bad thing? We, the whole country is so divisive. Right. And, and it's like, so why, I don't understand why it is all of a sudden we're, well, I do understand. I do. Um, but it's like, we're like, well, the black community should all be on the same page. They, when they all get on the same page, then we'll listen. I feel like right. that's the and attitude. Like, and, and, and yeah, and that's what I was saying. And, 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 and those statements exactly is like, I mean, I know everybody doesn't get along, but it's just like, for some reason, you people want to put us on a pedestal <laughs> to make sure like we're supposed to be perfect so we can get some money for investment. But really, <laughs> you're not on a pedestal. It's like, okay, just drive us down into the ground. Right. Well, until you're perfect, we won't listen. Yeah, well, so it, it's definitely like it, it's so much to learn. Yeah, I don't know if y'all that y'all watched the last meeting, the the guy Lord, not <laughs> there for that one. Um, smoking us celebrating Juneteenth, <clears throat> and I looked at I was like, and my face turned because I, I I I didn't I have not wore a mask, and I like I heard the spirits like they should straighten your face up. I'm like, <laughs> You are really talking about Juneteenth and yeah. how divisive the holiday is. What? Not really. Yeah, like he he spoke. He sp signed up for public forum. So the thing that and he I looked at me because when I when he when he walked up, I did in my spirit said, "Oh shit!" Like he's because he looked at me. I said, "He's about to say something about black people," and I got to sit here and listen to it over a freaking holiday. Well, and also it's, oh, I can't. I so can't. for those of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, and I think most people do know by now. Uh, if they're listening to this podcast, they goddamn better know what Juneteenth <laughs> is. Uh, if not, you need to start at the beginning and yes. yeah. uh, re-listen to all the episodes. <laughs> Go back to the very beginning and so no. You know what? I'm not going to, Daisha, will you, will you explain what Juneteenth <clears throat> is? So Juneteenth was the holiday that the, uh, the slaves in Texas found that they was free. They was the last uh, population that found out it was free and on June 19, 1865. Two years you later, I guess two and, here, two and a half years later, from an Emancipation Proclamation was signed. So, Are you telling me like Texas was slow in in this and slow because everybody at like that you know they couldn't get that telegram you know facebook and twitter <laughs> <laughs> their pigeons were running low so yeah so it wasn't it, trending enough yeah so it's just like as we get older i start like thinking about stuff i said it took them to like i'm sure the journey from you know I mean, I guess I don't I, walk that far. You could have literally walked it and it would. It's been really weird that people were reluctant to share that information across this the country. I, I just don't understand. And how we still operate in that in that space of like black people. And well, it's like it, it, it shouldn't be divisive to just acknowledge a blackness and be something that really happened. Right. It's just yeah, not, but it, it's divisive, and then it got on to Black Lives Matter, which really is a different organization that really came out before like Juneteenth got big in this area. Um, and it turned into like 
where there's going to be violence. So I'm like, okay. Goddamn Antifa's everywhere. So the thing is, um, I realized we, we talked about, you know, Constance, when people, they hate the individual, so they blame her for everything. i like, they ain't started no war. I said, and then I stopped, talked about the Capitol riot. Because after the meeting, he came up to me. And, and, and that's one thing that I did appreciate about some of my commissioners would not leave me in there by myself with that guy. Now, they might agree with them, but they like, we not leaving her in there. So I stayed 30 minutes after the meetings over talking to this guy. And I said, I said, you're the guy that thought the people that did the Capitol riot was heroes and not thugs. But if you would have seen my people up there, they would have been thugs. So oh, yeah. we had a real deal conversation on that. Well, that, which is good. And it's nice of you to even have that conversation. <laughs> and I will say, you know, Constance. Katrina, you would have never, you would have probably just walked out. It's like, do not even. I don't know that I could have engaged. I'm, I'm confident she would have literally melted <laughs> into the floor. Like her him. entire body would have imploded <laughs> along with the universe. Probably. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we talk about Constance and, you know, a lot of people don't like her. If she, if she, if we take her, she's a veteran and, you know, an injured war vet. That's such a shitty thing to say to about a terms. person that's not here to defend themselves. No, like not a lot of people like her. A it's, lot of people hate this bitch. They don't. They, like, don't, they don't like her. They, they People don't like Constance. There have been all kinds of editorials. There's been all kinds of things on her. Um, she's She is trying to prove a point. But if she, this war vet, was a white man, she would be a hero. 100%. You better listen to what this vet said because, yeah, 100%. For She's our freedom. She He's fought for this. She fought for the insurrection, all of these things. But because. Wait, she did you just say she fought for this erection? Insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> no, not an erection, Ren. Calm down. Yeah, relax. Oh, gosh. We oh. got to change the rating of the podcast. Rich <laughs> <laughs> started it. And so, but you know, it, and, and all of a sudden though, because she's a black woman with a voice, she's a problem. Right. Well, it's, it's sort of like when um, the George Floyd protests and the Black Lives Matter stuff was in full effect. And it's like, I don't understand why these people burn down their own communities. If they actually cared, then they wouldn't burn down their own Arby's. And it's like, but did you see the next day when everybody was out there rebuilding, unlike your punk asses, like breaking into the Capitol? Like you, you sit here and you criticize riots or protests, and then you do the exact same thing, but feel wholly justified and pious about it. Like, yeah, you damn right, we vandalized the Capitol, but how dare they burn our armies? Well, like, right. that's a sacred. Do you know they have the meats? <laughs> yeah, they they don't. The, the the difference of that is so marked, and the fact that they can't see the forest through the weeds is beyond me. Like, I can't. Uh, I just. But, um. Well, okay. So, other than this Debbie Downer crap, you're doing some other great stuff. <laughs> other than sitting um, on commission and trying to be, you know. Tired of representing a whole bunch of people that you know, um, you're doing other cool stuff. So, Rin, I'll get along right, yeah. <laughs> so, other cool stuff. So, I did, uh, which made life a little bit crazier. 
So I got appointed to be uh, the chief operating officer at Knoxville College on January 4th. Which is a huge, big deal. And then our former uh, administration uh, leadership resigned. So of course, you know, as I was a former board member of Knoxville College Board of Trustees, so uh, they like, well, we have to find a place to keep the school running. So Leonard Adams, uh, who is not from Knoxville, but did attend Knoxville College was appointed interim president. So we was appointed as a team. And I like, how does this work? Um, And I'm still working as a therapist. But it was an opportunity that I always wanted. Let me say that. So I never thought I'd be in administration of a college, but I always want Knoxville College to thrive. So can you talk to us about not being the voice for it or working for it? Like it wasn't, I didn't grow up saying, oh, I want to be a college administrator. So I want to take it back because there are people that dream about being in administration of HBC like they that's their whole life goal but I just believe that Knoxville needs Knoxville College back because Knoxville College helped create the black middle class in Knoxville and when Knoxville College uh, declined it kind of created a decline in our community also and that culture went away Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion of That Other F Word.